So, the we read this week the parasha as Emor, and uh, I was looking. Sunday is a holiday, a minor holiday called Pesach Sheni, a second Pesach, second Passover. So the question is, what is the whole idea of a second Passover? We don't have a second Yom Kippur. We don't have a second Hanukkah. Kind of but really, it's not, yeah, it's not the same. So I, I I decided I wanted to try to understand because the the rabbis say that Pesach Sheni is in the merit of Yosef Hasadik of Joseph. The question is, what did Joseph do that makes it in the merit of Joseph? So one of the opinions is the simplest opinion which is what I always understood, is there are a group of people and basically they come to Moses and the way the, the Midrash, the way the Torah says, Moses is sitting with his brother and he's learning in the uh, study hall. And they come interrupt him and they say to Moses, listen Moses, we couldn't celebrate Passover this year because we were tamimet, we, were, uh, we had touched a dead body. And since we had touched the dead body and we were impure, we couldn't celebrate and couldn't bring the Paschal lamb. So we want to know, what can we do? And uh, the interesting thing is, it says that God already always planned that there should be a Pesach Shani. But Moses, who had gone up to heaven and heard everything that God had to say, didn't know the answer. So he takes out his cell phone and he dials 1-800-ALMIGHTY, beep, 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 that's how we do picks up the phone, and he says, Dashem, what do we do? And God says, you know what? We're going to have a second Passover for them. Just for them. Now, why did they get Tamer? So the Gemara brings a few different opinions. One is they found a body in the middle of the desert, and they, it was met mitzvah, they call it. A, no one was taking care of the body. They decided they're going to take care of the body. The second opinion is when the sons of Aaron died, they were the ones who took the sons of Aaron out of, out and buried the sons of Aaron. And the third opinion, in which, opinion, which is the most predominant opinion, is that they were the ones who were carrying the bones of Joseph. When they left Egypt, Moses retrieved the bones of Joseph, and they were marching with the bones of Joseph through the desert, and these were the guys who were carrying those bones. So they say, Bishchut, in the merit of Joseph, we're going to have a second Passover. Because why should they lose out? Because they're doing a good deed by carrying Joseph. So the first question really is, if Moses learned everything on Mount Sinai, he's up there for 120 days, everything that will ever be learned he knows. How come God never told him this one? Why did God skip this subject? Why did God wait for them to come and ask the question and Moses would have to ask the question? Why didn't he teach them originally if there was always going to be a Pesach Sheni that, that Moses, this is what's going to be? Why does the Midrash emphasize that Moses and Aaron are sitting in the study hall learning? Why does it matter where they were? Why does it matter that they were learning when they came in to speak to them? And why would anyone even think to ask the question? If we have any other holiday and we miss the holiday, then we wait till next year. Why in the case of Pesach do you have the ability to make up? If you forgot to take the lulav and uh, you didn't have a lulav and you want to shake the lulav on Sukkot, what are you going to do? 
You can't. If you missed Sukkot, you can't do it. It doesn't help. If you didn't fast on Yom Kippur, what are you going to do? If you missed Shavuot, you slept through the night, what are you going to do? We have, we're counting the Omer now. We count each night. If we miss one night of bracha, we lose it. We can't count with the bracha anymore. So if all of those things you can't make up, why should anyone think that with regard to Passover, you should be able to make up? Why does Moses even entertain the question to go ask God? Seems to be, it should have been, what do you mean? You missed it, you missed it. Next year, you got 11 more months. Pesach is not just another holiday. It's, it's like the granddaddy of them all. Because it's foundational. That's, that's where we, we, we start. Right. And, and the one thing about Passover is someone who misses and doesn't bring purposely, doesn't bring the, 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 the sacrifice of Pesach, doesn't celebrate Passover, he has karet. It means his soul is cut off. The, one of the few mitzvot aser that has karet. So this is... So it could be Passover is so important that that's why Moses decided to go. So now Moses says, okay, they can make up for it on the 14th of Iyar, which is this Saturday night, Sunday. They'll go take a new one, a new uh, uh, sheep or a goat and slaughter the goat. And that night they're going to eat it with matzah and bitter herbs. Boom. And so we have a custom this Sunday, we all eat matzah. In, in the synagogue Sunday morning, when we have breakfast, we'll have a box of matzah, and we'll eat matzah for the celebration of Pesach Sheni. And the, the prayers that we say this Sunday are a little different than the other days. Because it's Pesach Sheni, we don't have Tachanun, we, we, it's sort of a minor holiday. So now, the next question happens is, okay, so what if the guy was still Tameh on 14th of Iyad? How could he be? No, what if he did something well, else? What if oh. he had another dead body? You know, what if he's the, you know, he's the mortician? He's the Hever Kadisha guy. And now he got, again, can he make it up on the 14th of Sivan? <laughs> you know, if it's that important that you should be able to make it up, why can't we make it up again? again? No, only once. <laughs> so the Gemara in Sukkot says, <clears throat> it's a Midr- uh, and based on the Midrash on Beshalach, it tells us that Pesach Sheni, like we said, Bizchut Yosef HaSadik, is in the merit of Joseph. And like we said, it tells us those people who came to Moses were taking care of the body of Joseph. And even though the Gemara says they should have prepared themselves and they should have been able to make arrangements, they did it. Now they lost the opportunity. What could we do? Hashem says, give them another chance. It says the interesting thing also, so they're going to be given another chance. But the second chance is only for men, not women. Women don't get the second chance. And the question is, why men? Why not women? Women also have to celebrate Passover. So why are we telling women, you missed out, you don't need to do it again? Why do the men need to do it, the women don't need to do it? Or why are the men given the opportunity, the women not given the opportunity? Why is it a man thing? Maybe in this case, it was... It confirms that it was for yourself, because women wouldn't have been carrying the bones. Ah, that's good. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. But, but, the, but, but let's go further. It's not only someone who was Tamer. Say I was coming to Jerusalem, and I live in, I live in Sfat, and I'm coming down from Sfat into Yerushalayim. And on the way into Yerushalayim, I, my donkey gets a flat tire. I mean, whatever you want to call it. I get a flat tire. 
I, and I'm late. And by the time I get to Jerusalem, it's over. I miss the bringing, and I just missed, and I can't do it on my own. I have to be part of the group. I missed. So what happens? Says that guy, even though he had the, if he had the flat tire, he could do it the next month. He has the opportunity to do it the next month. So it should be anyone who missed should have the opportunity. So anyone who missed can do it the second month. Exactly. It doesn't have to be anyone. It has to be a legitimate excuse. I missed because something happened. My intent was to do it, but either because I was impure or I couldn't do anything, therefore I missed. I did. No, no. So what we're talking about. The third, the other question was, when they come to Moshe, it says that Moshe and Aaron are sitting in the study hall. Why do we have to know that they're sitting in the study hall? And then why does Moshe not know the answer? If Moshe is supposed to have learned everything, and if Moshe doesn't know the answer, why does he even bother to ask? Because it seems to be a ridiculous question. Like, what do you mean? You missed it next year. And he asks, and Hashem says, no, he should have a second chance. And why only a second chance and not a third chance? What if I was the guy of the Chavar Kadisha, and I was Tamir the first month, and then I was Tamir the second month. Shouldn't I be able to do the third month? Maybe give me another chance. So no. Women, are they obligated for mitzvot that... Mitzvot, no, but mitzvot say of, of the Pesach, they're obligated because they're involved but in the mitzvah. Exactly. But in this case, they're, they're obligated because they're, it's, it's, uh, they were involved in the mitzvah. Yeah. And not only that, someone who doesn't, purposely doesn't bring Korban Pesach, He's subject to, even though mitzvot say is generally not an act of punishment, he's subject to karet. It's the same as not doing brit milah. Ah, brit milah. There's only men. Huh? There's only men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see, you could need the Koban Pesach if, if you didn't have brit milah. Exactly. Okay, so it's got to, that has to do with the... With I don't know, I didn't think of it, but it could. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could, but that's the other, the other aspect. So, so for women... They have no second chance. Hey, what do you want? What do you want from the ladies? You know, what do you want? why don't they have a second chance? They spend enough time doing all the preparation. Yeah. Now, the, the next part of it is Pesach uh, Shani is only for the Yachid, and it's not for the seaboard. Mm-hmm. So, for example, oh. if Mashiach showed up on Arab Pesach this year, and uh, we go, okay, he tells us there's, uh, the ashes of the red cow are buried in such and such a place. You could all go get sprinkled. Well, it's too late to go do the, to bring the, 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 you know, to bring the sacrifice. So could we all do it on Pesach Sheni? And the answer is no. It's only for the individual, not for the Sibor. How did the slaughter? Which one? The, the individual? Yeah. So he would come the same way he would come. So this year, like Saturday night, he would come on the 14th, which is Sunday. He would slaughter it on Sunday. He would do it himself. He would do it himself. Or with the Kohen. He would okay. do it in the, the Ben HaMikdash. He would slaughter. And they would that night roast and eat it. And they would eat it that night with matzah and with maror. Just like it was Pesach. And that's it. So when we have Pesach Sheni, we have, I said, we'll have probably on Sunday, we'll have matzah here. And, but we don't make hamotzi on matzah, so we're supposed to take bread, and then we eat the matzah as mizonot and have it. But we should have matzah on Sunday, just a reminder of Pesach Sheni. When you say it's, it's Bechid, not Natsibur, yeah. what do you mean? So if the majority of the people didn't do Pesach that year, yeah. then Pesach Sheni doesn't apply. It only applies to individuals, only if a minority. 
the majority would have had to do it, and then the minority, the few individuals, could still do it. It's only subject. It's only for an individual. Oh, so if if the community for some reason didn't do it, missed it, they cannot do it. Itself. Everyone misses. If, so if let's say there was a hurricane that came through you got and, and exactly. it, messed up, it messed up their pace out of the mist. Right. They can't... Right. Or what happened the year that San Harif surrounded Chizkiyahu? Mm-hmm. Uh, did they do it? I mean, how could they have done it? It doesn't make sense that they could have done it. Maybe that year they didn't do it. I don't know. Wow. So. So holiday for individuals. Mashiach shows up. So we all know the story of Yosef HaSadiq, it's described in the Torah, we all saw the play, you know, the coat of many colors, we saw the movie, we saw the cartoon. We know that Yosef, he's approached by the wife of Potiphar every single day. And she wants to sleep with him. And she's pushing him and pushing him. What is she saying to him to try to seduce him? She's saying to him that I saw in the stars and you know in the stars that we were meant to be. Not only we were meant to be, in Olam Abba, in the future world, we will be together. So in order for us to truly be together, we need to be together now. And he Pre- says to her, and he says to her, that all might be true, but there's one problem. <laughs> You're married to my boss. <laughs> and that's it. So we know it says, Vayazov, he left out the house. Vayanus hachutza, he ran outside. She grabs the, the tunic. And uh, he's accused and he ends up in jail. That's the story we know. So the Zohar tells a much more detailed story, which the Arizal brings. The Gemara also brings parts of the story. It says that, in fact, Joseph was with her in the room and he was ready to commit the act. And as he's ready to commit the act, maybe she's on the bed and he's getting ready to get into the bed and he looks in front of him and there's a mirror, mirror on the wall. And in the mirror on the wall, the Gemara says, he sees an image of his father. And the Zohar goes further and says that his father tells him that there's going to be a high priest, a Kohen Gadol, and he's going to have two stones on his shoulders, the Shocham stones, his black stones, and those stones are going to have the names of the tribes engraved on them, and if you commit this act, your name ain't going to be there. Okay? And uh, it says he flips out the image of his father, and he runs out. Simply because he wanted his name on a stone? Because he wanted his name on a stone. <laughs> Can I backtrack a second? Please. Why couldn't women partake? We'll answer. We're going to answer, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I brought the question, because it has to have the answer. I don't know if they good. The Midrash goes further, and it says, no, no, you don't even know the whole story. It says, in fact, when he runs out and she grabs his coat and she accuses him of rape, that was the second time. It says that he was in the room with her and he saw his father and he ran out. And then he had second thoughts. 
And she says, yo, Joe, come back. You know we're meant to be together. You know that we're soulmates. You know that this is the right thing to do. Do the right thing. Don't be foolish. And he says, he says Yosef came back into the room. And now he's with her. It says even the one in the Midrashim says there's a tipah of zera that dropped from him. That a little bit of sperm went from him. He says, what happens the second time? He looks in the mirror. And it's not Jacob. It's God. <laughs> it says, like really we could have a movie you know? this could be much better part of the movie and God is in the mirror and says to you Joseph listen Joseph I'm holding here the foundation stone of the world if you sin with this woman I'm going to crush this stone and the world will cease to exist not just you everything and then Joseph says, whoa, I'm not doing this. Exit stage left. She grabs, the, she grabs the clothes and he ends up in jail. What do you mean? Darizal says, what, what are you, you come back twice. He says, maybe if he was a you know, 17-year-old kid growing up in America, you say, okay, he has his genes, uh, whatever, his, his hormones are going crazy. But this is Joseph, Yosef Asadiq. And you need God? Did he see the same thing she saw? So he knows that they're supposed to be together. He says, you know, we we grew up in America. We used to boy meets girl, boy loses girl. You know, this is really the case. Boy meets girl, boy loses girl because he runs out. She's come back and they're supposed to hug and fall in love and that's the end. He says, and why wasn't it enough of the revelation of his father? That he had to have a revelation of God. So the rabbis comment, it was never really Jacob. It was really God always talking to him first as Jacob, then as God. So I said, I, I wrote when I, when I had my notes back, I said, I said, he sees in his own, so if he's looking in the mirror, he sees who? He sees his face. But the rabbis tell us that he was a duplicate of his father. So in his own face, he sees his father. His father's face. And really, it's Hashem talking to him through him seeing his own face, which is his father's face, in the mirror. It says, uh, we, it says that, uh, we, you know, we're talking about Yosef HaSadiq. How is it possible? So the Arizal says, and it's interesting because the rabbis who bring the story of the Arizal, they write very strange. They write, we're not supposed to reveal all of this, but we're going to reveal some of this. And it's one of those languages that's very confusing. It says, basically, this is the story. It says, we all know who's our mother. All of us have one single mother. Chava, Eve. There was Adam and Eve, and Eve is our mother. Adam was our father. Adam and Chava were together in the Garden of Eden. We see, uh, we told the story before that his heart goes pitter-patter. When he sees her, he's in love with her. He jumps the gun. He sleeps to her, with her before he's supposed to sleep with her. They sin with the, the fruit. God says to Adam, what happened? And Adam turns to God and said, what happened? It was the wife you gave me. It's a woman's fault. Or God's fault, really, because God gave me that woman. The question really that everyone asks is, how is it possible for Adam to fall so quickly? When Adam is created, the angels see this creation and they think 
that Adam is God. Because Adam is a reflection of God. He's made in the image of God. And he's at such a high level that he's as holy as anything they could imagine. Holier than anything they are. Only a few hours later, he sins by jumping the gun with his wife and then he eats the fruit and then he blames God for the whole thing or blames his wife. What happened to him that he went from here to here so quickly? So the Zohar tells us the rest of the story. It says that we think that Adam was created with no mate. Of course he was created with a mate. Every creature was created. Zachar v'nekeva, male and female. Adam also was created with a mate, male and female. So Adam was created with a mate. And right after they were created, they got into a fight. His, he has a first wife. That's before Chava. And he gets in a fight with his first wife. And we know her name. We're not supposed to say her name, but I'll get to it when we go further. It says they get into a fight. Basically, their fight, the way it's explained, was who is going to be in charge, him or her. They have a custom in some places where uh, when they step on the glass, the wife steps on the man's foot or the man stands on the woman's <laughs> foot. Whoever stands on whoever's foot, they're going to be in charge in the marriage, right? Everyone doesn't know. It's always the woman who's in charge. So it says that. So what happens? They get in a fight. And she runs away. She leaves him. And God says, Hashem, and Adam says to God, Hey God, what happened to the wife? And Hashem sends three angels to go talk to her. She went to the shelter for battered women. She didn't want to deal with, uh, with Adam. And he sends three angels to try to mediate and bring her back to Adam. And she basically says, I ain't ever going back. Nothing, no way, nothing. She says, upon the advice of my lawyer, I want a divorce. <laughs> I want uh, equitable property, right? She wants a divorce. But what, the angels say, what, what are you going to do? I have someone else I'm going to be with. Who are you going to be with? Satan. Yeah. This is, uh, Sam, the angel. Satan, the angel. And she says, we're going to have children together. And the angels tell her, but you're going to have Shadim, Demons. And every day, a hundred of those demons are going to come from you, and a hundred of those demons are going to be slaughtered. Give it up. Go back to Adam. And let the world run the way the world is supposed to run. She says, absolutely not. I'm staying with sin. That's it. Then we have the story that we see in the Torah. That Adam can't find Ezer Kenegdo. He can't find his spouse. And he's complaining to God. Everyone else has a partner. I have none. So God says, we'll try again. And he puts him to sleep. And he takes the rib or whatever, the side. And he makes wife number two. And they sin. And when they sin, and God says to Adam, why did you sin? Adam says, it's because this wife that you gave me. I want the first one back. And what happens to Adam? He separates from his wife for 130 years. He completely separates with her, from her. Because he said, this isn't the wife that was meant for me to have. The wife I should have had was wife number one. That would have made everything perfect. 
had I not lost wife number one, everything would have been fine. So he leaves his chavah for 130 years, and finally he gets back together with her because he realizes wife number one is not coming back, and if he divorces wife number two, who's going to marry a guy who's divorced twice, right? He's nervous, right? So he says... So Chava came back after being with the Nachash? No, Chava was not with the Nachash. I mean, I mean... Lil was with the Nachash. So she came back? She never comes back. Chava comes back. Oh, So, her name, that's who we have as... That's why we read Yagon Ve'anacha, and we see in parentheses, Samach Mem Aleph Lamed, which is the name of the Satan. And then on the other side, we have Lamed... Lamid Yud Lamid. Where is that? We have in the in the in the in the Amidah in the so we have that twice two places that God should keep us away from Yagon the Anacha depression and sadness. Yagon is is Satan, and depression is his wife. It also says you should keep us away from Mikol Oivecha Kol Sonecha. Oivecha is Satan. Sonecha is the one you hate. Is Lil, his wife. Lily. Yeah. That's who she is. We don't say her name because she comes to bother us. Okay. <laughs> so from the moment, the problem is that there was a somewhat ugly divorce, the first divorce, because she leaves him, doesn't come back. And what happens when she leaves him? A part of his glory, a part of his countenance disappears. And that's what allows him, or yeah, allows him maybe, to sin. Because he lost who he was, because he lost his first wife. His spirituality went down. That was happening. The Arizal says that when a person he sins, he, sin. he looks different after he sins from before he sinned. And because he fought with her, and she left him, he lost some of who he was. Here, Adam is a changed person, even though he never consummated the marriage with either one. Even though he still didn't sin with the fruit, he's still a different person. The Midrash tells us that each of the 12 tribes was born with a twin sister. All of them had a twin sister with the exception of Joseph. Benjamin had two, but Joseph had none. He was born alone. Says the Arizal, we read in the Torah, that Joseph was Ben Zekunim. He was the son of Jacob's old age, which makes absolutely no sense, since all of them, aside from Benjamin, were all born in the same six-year period. And Joseph actually has two brothers from two of the other mothers that were probably born within a month or two of him. So to call him Ben Zekunim, the son of my old age, doesn't make sense. Because Benjamin would be the son of his old age because he's born seven years later. But all the other, the other 11 are all born in this very short time period. It says, why is he called Ben Zikunim? Because he looks like Jacob. Excuse me. And Jacob looks like Adam. Therefore, Joseph looks like Adam. Says the Arizal, who is Mrs. Potiphar? So he said that Joseph is approached by the wife of Potiphar, and she says, I see in the stars that we're supposed to be together, and we will be together, and we were always meant to be together, therefore you have to be with me. That's, that's the first Who is wife. she? The first wife. He is the, Joseph is the correction of Adam, 
and Mrs. Potiphar is the first wife made for Adam. And therefore she says, you have to come to me, we're meant to be together, this is who we're supposed to be. But Joseph says to her, it may be true that we're soulmates, it may be true that we were meant to be together from day one, it may be true that we will be together again, which in essence they are together, because who does Joseph marry? The daughter. the daughter of Potiphar, who takes that aspect of the soul of the from the mother and joins with Joseph to fulfill that. But in the next Gilgul, he's going to be with the mother, mm-hmm. Neshama? The mother and the daughter maybe is the same Neshama. Oh, wow. Maybe. Maybe the Neshama transferred in some way. <laughs> so, so it says that so she, she, should have, uh, she should have not married Potiphar. She should have waited for Joseph to show up. But since she's married, he can't be with her says that Yosef is having this test twice. He's in there with her, he leaves, and he comes back a second time, and he has to leave the second time, because he's having a tremendous conflict, because he knows. It's not his body is attracted to her body physically, it's his soul is attached to her soul, and he's trying to consummate the attachment of the two souls. So perhaps he thought maybe there's a way to do this. Maybe there's a way to overcome Satan because Satan took her. And if I could release her from Satan, that breaks the power of Satan. So maybe the daughter wasn't fully her. Says that that's his, his, his intention. He says, perhaps if I'm with her, I could fix mankind. Perhaps if I'm with her, I could fix everything. Perhaps this union will take everything that went wrong from the day Adam and the two of them separated and this will fix it and therefore he comes back a second time and he's so sure that he's supposed to be with her that in order to stop him God himself has to look at him from that mirror and say that if you do this not only will you not repair everything but the world becomes destroyed it's all over the Arizal says that when the brothers come down to Egypt they see Joseph sitting in front of them Joseph recognizes all of them now I see kids that I went to school with right? I see, you ever see a kid that you were in like second grade I, say, I know that guy he has a beard he's 200 pounds heavier than he was <laughs> but I remember that kid he was in my class in second grade these are his brothers they lived with him for 17 years. And they didn't recognize him. They not only that, they were looking all over Egypt for him to see if he was alive. How do you look in someone's eyes and not recognize something's wrong here? How did they never suspect him at all? How did they? But he was in all the garb, you know, he was in <coughs> costume. And, I don't know, there's something still you're going to see, it's, it's your brother. In a different paradigm. That's yeah. the last thing they would have expected. So, to see the Pharaoh and say, well, that's Yosef. But especially after everything's going on, looking in the cup, you're this, you're this, you're this. The Arizal says, it's very simple. So, if they were truly soulmates from Adam and the first wife, then why shouldn't they be together except for the fact that she was married? That's it. That's the fact. Exactly. So that was almost Joseph's test of the right. fruit. Because I should eat the fruit. Adam could have eaten the fruit if he had waited. Joseph would have been with her. She should be his. But says, God, no, you have to wait because now is not the right time. 
Boom, can't do it. So the brothers, says the Arizal, they don't recognize Joseph because when Joseph didn't sin with the wife of Potiphar, he became Adam before the sin. The glory that Adam lost, Joseph gained. And he was simply a different being. So since his face shone with whatever it shone, it, whatever light emanated from him, this couldn't be their brother. This was some, some God-like something. It says that he ruled and he supported the world because he was responsible for not destroying the world. Because of his self-control, he didn't destroy the, he did, the world didn't get destroyed. So the question is, is this the reward that he didn't touch the wife of Potiphar, that he had this? So the Arizal goes, you have to understand further. Who were responsible for setting the trap for Joseph and causing Joseph to go down to Egypt? Two of the brothers. Which two brothers? Shimon and Levi. Those are the two that spoke to each other and said, here comes the dreamer of dreams, let's kill him. When Yaakov, Jacob, said that Joseph, tarof, taraf, he was surely torn apart, what did Jacob see? That he was torn apart by this woman because there's no way that he could have survived and resisted her at this point. He says that, that Yaakov sees that Yosef is going to have a huge test with the first wife. And the ones who caused this whole thing to happen were, and caused us to go to Egypt, were Shimon and Levi. Now, that's really even crazier for me. He says, we escape Egypt in the merit of Joseph. Moses had to bring the bones of Joseph because we couldn't have gotten out of Egypt without Joseph. The Korban Pesach, the, the Paschal lamb that we slaughter, is a reminder of the fact that they took the goat and they killed the goat and they dipped his coat into the blood of the goat to show their father. We had to then take the goat, kill the goat, dip the, the hyssop into the blood and put it on the walls as a reminder what happened and what caused us to get down to Egypt in the first place was the selling of Joseph. Remember that Adam before the sin, he has no clothes. He has no clothes. We said last week that he says, you know, the belt, the whole idea. It says, what happens to Joseph when he's thrown in the pit? Why is it necessary that they strip him of his clothes and he's naked in the pit? Because Joseph encompasses who? Adam before the sin. He's Adam before the sin. People come to Moses and they say to Moses, we lost the opportunity to have Passover. It says, where is Moses sitting? The Midrash is very specific. He's sitting and learning with his brother in the, in the study hall. And Arizal says, why do we have to know he's sitting and learning? He says, because who was learning the Torah when Joseph disappeared? There were two people studying every single day. What? Jacob and Joseph. And once Joseph was taken away by Shimon and Levi... The study of Torah stopped. And who had to make up for it? Moses had to make up for it. Now, why Moses? It says that 22 years 
Jacob was separated from Joseph. Joseph ended up in jail. Joseph ended up with the test. Who was responsible for all of that? Moshe, who is Levi. So Moshe is from the tribe of Levi. And the two brothers who were responsible for the selling of Joseph and the loss of the study of Torah were Shimon and Levi. The tikkun, the repair of Levi, is through Moshe and Moses. The tikkun of Shimon is through Shimon Bar Yochai. Wow. This week, the week that always falls, this week with Pesach Sheni, it's the second Passover, basically, a month after the first Passover. This, if we look in the Omer, this is the week of Hod. Hod is glory. Four days after Pesach Sheni is Lagba Omer, which is the yard site of Shimon Bar Yochai which is the day Shimon Bar Yochai left the world. What did Shimon Bar Yochai do? He introduced the world to the secrets of the Torah. Just like Moses introduced the world to the Torah, a thousand years later, Shimon Bar Yochai introduces the world to the secrets of the Torah. Moses, to be metaken, to fix Levi, who, sold, who got rid of Joseph and lost the learning. Shimon Bar Yochai, to be metaken Shimon, who sold Joseph and lost the learning. Now, is essentially, so essentially the, the repair... Uh, is through the learning. The, yeah, the learning, but it's uh, that, that, month, that month between the two, two Pesachs. That's, so that's the whole time that, that all relates, all of this relates to the Omer. My question, so that, that's the only time that we could meet again. It's absolute, it's actually in the next three weeks that we met again. The last three weeks wow. of the Omer. Wow. Says the Midrash. Wow. It's a second chance. It's a second time. We could go back. He says that we lost the glory of Adam Harishon, of Adam. He says this week is the week that we call Hod. Hod is glory. To restore the Hod that Adam lost, we have the opportunity in this week of Hod, we count the seven weeks of the Omer, the fifth week is the week of Hod, that, which, that begins Saturday night, which is Pesach Sheni, the second Passover, and four days later is Lagba Omer, which is the middle of that week, which is the, the day of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, and that's how you could restore the glory. No. It says all of that is Bishut of Yosef. Goes further, yeah? No, before Shimon Bar Yochai. Look what happened to Shimon, the tribe of Shimon. It's decimated. decimated. It's, it's, look, from, from the time they're in the desert, nothing good happens to them. It's only Shimon and Bar Yochai who so many years later, Shimon had the opportunity to correct themselves. Who, how did they have the opportunity to correct themselves? Who was the leader of the tribe of Shimon? And what did he do wrong? Think, 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 think. Oh, um, it was uh, Zimri. Ah, beautiful. So we have, we have Zimri, is the leader of the tribe of Shimon. What happens? The daughter of Balak comes, Cosby, and says, I'm going to sleep with Moshe. He says, no, I'm the son of the second tribe. I'm the prince of the second tribe, Shimon. Moses is only the prince of Levi. 
the third tribe. So he hijacks a sin. Sleep with me. He hijacked a sin. But what did he have an opportunity at that moment to do? He could have been metaken Shimon at that moment. Wow. By doing what Yosef did and refusing to be with her. Wow. Instead, he succumbs and he destroys Shimon. And the who's the one who has to come fix Shimon? Shimon bar Yochai. But, but before Shimon bar Yochai, did our sages know that we would have to meet again at this time? It was only we see from the Zohar, from the Shimon bar Yochai, so we don't know. So now, we go further. So just to finish now, he says, we already have each of the holidays is in merit of one of the forefathers. Rosh Hashanah is in the merit of Joseph because on Rosh Hashanah, Joseph is taken out of jail. Yom Kippur is in the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, because on Yom Kippur he brings down the second set of tablets and he has forgiveness of the people. Sukkot is Yaakov because Yaakov builds Sukkot for the, remember, for the animals and Sukkot's in his merit. Chanukah is Bizchut Aharon, Hanukkah because you light the, the candles. Pesach is Yitzchak because Yitzchak is, he's the one who slaughtered the Akedah and also he's born Pesach. Purim is David. Yosef, who saved the world, he merits a second one. What's the second one for Joseph? Pesach Sheni. He says, the glory of mankind is this week. You have the possibility from the beginning of Hod to reach back and reclaim the Hod, the glory, from the time of Adam. The Zohar says that this week, beginning Saturday night, and the following three weeks, you have a time to prepare for Shavuot, which is called Yom Hashishi the sixth day, which is the day the world was created for, which was the day of Matan Torah. He says that it extends the glory that begins on Pesach and it goes through Pesach Sheni until Shavuot. So from Pesach Sheni till Shavuot, these three weeks are key to being able to get to Shavuot. So this is in, in Zichut, he brings also in Zichut of Rabbi Meir Bahanes. So the yard side of Rabbi Meir Bahanes. So we know the story. So Rabbi Akiva had a number five students. After all the students died, there were five students. One of those was Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir Balhanes is the is the owner of the miracles. He his yard site is when Pesach Sheni, Saturday night also. So you have him through him and through Shimon Bar Yochai, you have the ability to fix. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, we know the story. After he's locked in the cave for twelve years. He comes out of the cave, and what happens the first thing? He sees people working. He looks at the people working, and he says, you're created in this world to learn, not to work, to do mitzvot. He looks at them with his eyes, and what happens to them? They burn up. God says, hey, 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 I didn't let you out of the cave to destroy my world. Get back into the cave until you learn to control yourself. He says that really, what's the whole mess up? The whole mess up was the lack of learning Torah because Joseph and Jacob were separated. And the world depends on the learning of Torah. So in order to make up for it, what does a person have to do? He has to make up for the learning that was lost and that's through Moshe, who's the tikkun of Levi, from the tribe of Levi, and Shimon, who's the tikkun of Shimon, because his name is Shimon. Just to finish. We have the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva. They die in this period. He says, why did they die in this period? It's because they're taught all the secrets of the Torah, but they're not worthy to transfer those, those, those uh, 
secrets further because they don't reach that level. Who's the one who's, who's able to transfer those secrets further? We know Rav Meir Baal Hanes, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, Rav Yossi, the five rabbis who replaced them. So we have the, the joy of Lagba Omer. The reason we celebrate Lagba Omer is that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai has the ability to bring back everything that was lost. All the things that were lost through the sale of Joseph, all the secrets of the Torah that Jacob and Joseph could have brought to the world, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai has the ability to bring back. So here we have Moshe and Aharon, they're sitting and learning. All those, they're learning, the reason they're learning is to compensate for the disaster of what we lost in the sale of Moshe. Hashem didn't want to tell Moses about Pesach Sheni. Why? Because he didn't want to tell Moshe. You know, Moshe, the truth is, you're responsible for all of this because you're Levi. And if you didn't sell Joseph in the first place, we would have never ended up in Egypt and we would have never had the trouble. So he didn't reveal the secret of Pesach Sheni to Moses up front. says, those people come and say, we took care of the body of Joseph. We want another chance. So they're given a second chance. Why? Because Joseph prevailed in the second chance. Hashem gives them another chance. The secret of the test of Yosef, it was the man's test. And that's why Pesach Sheni applies to the man. The secret of Pesach Sheni, it was an individual's test. And that's why Pesach Sheni only applies to an individual and not, not the group. He says it's a special time for the individual to work on himself and to go back himself and draw back the hood through this time. The potential here, he says, is tremendous, says the Arizal. If you remember that Adam resembles Hashem, Yosef resembles Adam, he gives the coat, he's like the, it's like the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. So the, the Joseph represents really the Kohen Gadol and the potential of what we all could become. Hashem appears as Yaakov. He threatens Yosef about the Shoham. He says, you're not going to be the Kohen Gadol. What do you mean you're not going to be the Kohen Gadol? You're not going to be on the Kohen Gadol. So this goes back to Adam in Gan Eden. Because he sinned, that was where he loses the glory. We have a story about Rabbi Akiva to relate to the 22,000. The Gemara tells there was a man named Nata. And he sees this guy and he says to him, what do you do? Your face is shining. He says, well, I was in a situation with a woman and I was tempted to sin. And before I sinned, I controlled myself. Says the Gemara, because he controlled himself, he was blessed with this glory of what Adam failed, he got this glory. So this week, this? Nata, says that this week we start this whole idea of, of, of Hod. It goes all the way to Shavuot, to the level of Matan Torah, to the giving of the Torah. When we receive the Torah on, on Har Sinai, it says that all of the people return to the level of Adam before the sin. So the potential is for us to be Adam before the sin, meaning Adam before the first wife left, Adam before any trouble, Adam at his glory. How do we do it? We take each of the days of the next three weeks and we build ourselves up level by level by level over those three weeks in order to be worthy to receive the Torah and to be at the level of Adam before the sin. And that's really the whole idea of Pesach Sheni, which is brought in this week's Perashah. Wow. <laughs> Heavy, no?
I saw this. All of this was from the Kidvari, based on the Zohar. A lot of this is in the Zohar. It was interesting because I saw Ephraim Goldberg, Ephraim Goldberg. He he gives another reason, and he's because the Gemara basically says that it's in Zuchut of, of Joseph. So he says, why Joseph second chance? Why second chance is associated with Joseph? And he says something unbelievable, which really could be something that relates to how we have to be. He says that Joseph, when his brothers came to him, he could have just treated them, he could have killed them, he could have had nothing to do with them, he could have, but instead, he, in reality, what did he do by putting them through the test? He gave them a second chance. He says that in the world, you always have to give someone a second chance. And if you give someone else a second chance, then God will always give you the second chance as many times as you need. Yeah. There's only the Midrash that brings that all of them had a twin sister. Each of the tribes were born with a sister. Not You mean an actual twin? An actual twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming.